Welcome to episode number five of the Bearded and Nerdy Podcast, your home for news and reviews for some of the biggest events in superhero culture. We're talking movies, TV shows, comics, conventions, you name it, I got it. I'm your host, Michael Georgie, and today, once again, I'm being joined by my co-host, Duncan Miller. Duncan, how the heck are you? I am doing great, and I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. This is take two. We had a bit of a bit of a difficulty a dog, before. A dog incident. A dog incident, but we're back at it. We're back at it. So... Today's topic is really interesting. We're actually going to go ahead and skip our earlier segments because, again, we this is a, the second podcast we've recorded this week. We're trying to get ahead of the game. So if you're looking for the stuff that we were into this week, check the last podcast. If you're looking for the news that happened between a couple podcasts ago and the last one, check the last podcast. You know, that's where all the news and the stuff we've been into is going to be. And we're going to go right into it. So the topic we're going to discuss today is a little interesting, right, Duncan? Yeah. Yeah. So in the past, uh, we've been doing some reviews. We've been doing a lot of like really opinion-based stuff. And this one, of course, is opinion-based. It's, it's an art form. Everything's subjective. But we want to switch it up a little bit. And this one, I think, is going to have a really cool function. Because I'm assuming everybody who would be listening to this podcast is going to go check out Endgame. I'm going to agree. I, I'm going to assume. But we might have family or friends that are not as into the superhero stuff. But, of course, Endgame is going to be a really, really big deal. As far as, like, a movie for our generation, it's certainly one of the biggest. Yeah, I would say it's the biggest. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. There's been a lot of hype surrounding this movie. And this movie is, is like, a decade in the making, almost. More. More. That's right. More. First one came out in 2008. Yeah. So... What we Duncan and I have done is we gathered yesterday and we sat down for some... We sat down for a good amount of time... And we had to stop and think, if somebody were to ask me, I want to go see Endgame, but I haven't seen all the Marvel movies. Can I go right into it? Well, the answer is no. But caveat, the answer is yes, you can watch it. Yes. But you will have no idea what's You'll going on. You'll have no on. idea what's going on. Yes. But you don't have to watch all the Marvel movies. Right. Now, of course, so Duncan and I have compiled a list, uh, what we'll call like, you know, a beginner's guide to Endgame. These are the movies you absolutely need to see. Now, we can definitely give it to you pretty accurately up to Infinity War, but because we don't know exactly what's occurring in Endgame and we don't know exactly what they're going to take from, all we can kind of do is infer. Yeah. You know, we cannot say for sure, oh, you definitely don't need to see this movie for Endgame. Because you don't know what they're going to draw from, from, but we have a pretty good idea because we, we know pretty much what you got to see going up to Infinity War. And in between Endgame and Infinity War, we've got two movies. Yeah. And we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. So right? first things first, when we were deciding to make this list, we had to determine what are the qualities of the, each of the films that you absolutely have to see that make it, that make it so pertinent. So we had to consider what is the overarching plot of the MCU up to this point, you know? Yeah. So Duncan, briefly describe to me, somebody who's never seen a, an MCU film, what is the overarching plot of these 20 going on 21 movies? The overarching plot is that a group of superpowered beings from various worlds 
are coming together to defeat a villain called Thanos as he attempts to gather powerful artifacts that will let him control the world. Perfect. That's Duncan's skill right there. Duncan knows how to summarize things really, really well. I have a tendency to ramble. That's why he's good here. So now Duncan and I were, when we were looking at this list of 20 movies going on 21, we had to determine, you know, does the movie serve that overarching plot? Does it have Infinity Stone presence? Do we get introduced to characters? Do you need this movie? Do you really need this movie to understand what's going on? Now, the reality is if you don't see all the movies, you're going to miss something. Just a little bit. But, again, we weren't, we're, the whole point of this list is to paint with, a broad, paint with broad strokes. Yeah. You know, we're not focusing on the minute details. There's a little something you're going to miss, maybe, if you don't watch one or, one or two of these movies or the ones that we're going to say you can omit. But overall, you'll have a pretty good idea of what's going on if you watch what we've got going on. So we're just going to go down the list of these Marvel movies, uh, beginning with Iron Man and ending with Captain Marvel. And we are going to determine whether or not these movies are absolutely essential for you to watch before you watch Endgame. This is not based on quality or how much we like the movies. You know, yeah, this you'll, is based- you'll see that some of our favorites did not actually make the cut. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about that when we get there. Exactly. So we're just going to go ahead. I think we're going to go right into it. Okay. Starting with MCU movie number one, 2008, Iron Man. Duncan, do I have to see Iron yes. Man? <laughs> yeah. Look. Iron Man is the first movie in the MCU. It starts this whole universe. It introduces us to one of the main characters. It introduces us to S.H.I.E.L.D., a huge faction. I think that it would be kind of crazy to not start where they chose to start. Yeah, absolutely. It's an essential essential movie. Uh, Tony Stark is definitely, can argue, one can argue that Tony Stark is the central protagonist of these films. Um, and you get a very good idea of what his character is like. And of course, the uh, post credit scenes are all super important yeah. when it comes to this guy. So yes, absolutely go see Iron Man. And if, it is my favorite of the MCU, so you'll be missing out if you don't see it regardless. If you're going to watch any of these movies, in my it, opinion, it's a great movie. Yeah, watch Iron Man. Uh, number two, Incredible Hulk. We decided no. No, you don't need to see The Incredible Hulk. And now, the, we, if you listen to the last podcast, you know that I used to have some pretty negative opinions on The Incredible Hulk, but I've since gone back and decided it's actually a, a really good movie. Not even a pretty good movie. It's really good. But there, for a couple reasons, you don't need to see it. Uh, the first, the main one being you get a really good introduction to The Incredible Hulk in Avengers. Yeah. You don't really need the one that they gave you in... In Incredible Hulk. And also there's a casting change. It's Edward Norton in The Incredible Hulk. And from then on, it's Mark Ruffalo. That could also get confusing. If your friends have never seen a Marvel movie, they might get confused. So honestly, there are a lot of reasons you really don't got to see it. It's a good movie, but it's not necessarily... It doesn't really add to the overall plot. Yeah, there's no real presence of like the Infinity Stones. There's nothing. We re- It's just a character movie. And again, you get a much more realized introduction in Avengers, in my opinion, at least. Uh, Iron Man 2. We no. said no. We said no with Iron Man 2. Uh, it's one of the more forgotten Marvel films. Unfortunately. I, unfortunately. I, I actually, Duncan and I actually think it's pretty good. 
Uh, I don't see anything too wrong with it, but it doesn't really serve the overarching point. You get the introduction of War Machine. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, you nobody's going to be confused if they see War Machine for the first time in another film. Yeah. So next one going on, and this is this is turning out to be a pretty quick podcast. We're just getting right to the point today. Yeah, we're moving quick. Yeah. So Thor. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Thor is one of the heaviest hitters in the game. You get introduced to a recurring antagonist being Loki. Mm-hmm. You get introduced to... Uh, Thor and his powers and how he progresses as a character. You get some introduction to S.H.I.E.L.D. there because mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. gets a hold of Thor's hammer. There's an Infinity Stone. There is an Infinity Stone. It's your first Infinity Stone. It is. You know, if you're going to catch any of the Infinity Stones in a movie, might as well be the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And again, these Infinity Stones are essential uh, to Thanos' plan to uh, taking over the universe by gathering these uh, stones and putting them in his Infinity Gauntlet once he gets them all. He's able to control the universe any which way he pleases. Mm -hmm. So, and being introduced to the first stone is pretty important. Uh, Next one, Captain America, first Avenger. We're going to go ahead and say yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You kind of got to. This is is an important origin for for one of the main main players in the game, Captain America. Uh, Not only is it an origin story, you get some recurring themes there. You get Bucky. uh, You get to see him for the very first time, and he becomes a... He becomes a recurring player in the game. Definitely want to see that. And the Infinity Stone, like we see the Tesseract yeah. in Thor, but it really matters here in mm-hmm. Captain America, First Avenger for the story. So I think that it's it's pretty crucial, I guess, to see. Well, I mean, it's crucial to see where Captain America comes from. But I think that the Infinity Stone, the fact that it plays such a big role in this movie is, you know, Makes it worth checking out. Absolutely. Completely agree there. Uh, Duncan, do I have to see Avengers? Uh, uh, no, of course not. No, of course you have to see Avengers. Yeah, you absolutely you have to see gotta it. see Avengers. You know, this is, this is one, the first of the line of Avengers movies. You know, this is all the MCU, but the Avengers do. It's like Thor. It's like Captain America. The Avengers have their own films where they're all featured, you know, and this is the first one. And you get Ultron and you get Infinity War, you know. So uh, seeing the Avengers gather for the first time is, in, is super important to the plot here. You get the introduction to uh, Thanos' army. This is Thanos' yes. first time. He uh, really goes after the Earth with the Chitauri. Yes. Uh, you get to see all of our favorite characters uh, fully realized and mostly uh, pretty developed as characters. Uh, Thor has become a lot more amicable as a character. Um, we, be- we see them all interweave for the first time. Yeah. So- and I mean, I, we're kind of talking about it, but we need to say it since we're trying yeah. to help. This is where Thanos is introduced. Yes, Thanos is introduced in Avengers, in, in the first Avengers yeah. movie. This is where you get the whole, this is where you begin to see this whole plot take place. And it's not like they let us know from the get-go that this plot was happening. Yeah. We had to find out. And it, you absolutely have to see this movie to get that effect. This is where the plot really begins. Yeah. The other ones are essentially prequels, necessarily. It really kicks More or less, here. yeah. Yeah, you know, in the context of this, uh, of this overarching theme. So, yes, absolutely go see Avengers. It's a fantastic movie. Um, next one, Iron Man 3. Nope. Nope, absolutely not. You just, you don't got to see it. You know, it's an MCU movie. It's not terrible, but it's, I think, the weakest effort of the three Iron Man movies. Definitely weakest Iron Man. 
But again, Georgie, we're not trying to talk yeah, about no, the no, quality. Yeah, yeah. It's not about the quality. It's Sorry. not about the quality here. We can't let our personal feelings get in the yes. way. This is purely logistic. We're appealing solely to the logos here. Functionally speaking, it does not matter for the plot of the MCU. And if you are trying to follow Iron Man's character development, this movie... I think is way less important than some of the other ones that we're going to list. Exactly. So, yeah, you can totally skip out on Iron Man 3. All right, coming up next. This was an interesting this one. This was. Thor 2. Thor 2 was a maybe leaning towards a yes. Yes. So, our thought process was basically this. This movie does include an Infinity Stone... And it introduces a character who is somewhat important to the Infinity Stones, yeah. the Collector. But those aspects of the movie are sort of peripheral. The Collector, thats he shows up in a post credit scene. The fact that that is an Infinity Stone that the villains have... It's not, you know, you don't know that at the time. Yeah, it's not and really revealed. it's not like the Captain America... And Thor Tesseract stuff where that came back several times, mm-hmm. this doesn't come back. No, it it's does a, not. It's a great movie. And because it has these things, we couldn't really say yes or no. So maybe leaning towards yes. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, if the, 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 the leaning towards yes comes from the Infinity Stone presence. But again, Duncan said it's pretty peripheral. It's not at the forefront. But you know, pretty good movie. So you yeah. know, uh, you know, I guess at that point, it's a it's a pretty good film. If you want to check it out, feel free. Winter Soldier. Uh, uh, it hurts us so it much hurts to say us. it. It really does because Winter Soldier is so good. But in the reality, you really don't have to see it if you're really focused. If you're trying to get, if you're trying to binge and prep as quick as you can before Endgame. Go ahead and skip out on Winter Soldier. Catch it later. Uh, catch it after. Yeah, catch, catch it, it after. Because we do love it. But in reality, it does not does not contribute to that overarching plot with Thanos and the Infinity Stones. It really, um, it's more so, it, it, it provides a lot of character development for Bucky, who you see in, in, in the rest of the series, but Bucky is also a side character. Bucky's not a main Avenger. Yeah. And I do actually kind of want to jump in real quick and say something because, yes, of course. you know, theoretically we will get feedback on this list. Yeah. And one thing I want to say about we're skipping, you know, this movie with Bucky. We're but we also said we should oh, you should skip Incredible Hulk. And I want to say real quick, Hulk is kind of a side character. Yeah. So the like we made sure that we stayed with the origins of the main Avengers, but Hulk is kind of a side character. And yeah. that I wanted to make it clear that that it also contributed to what we said earlier. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Mark, uh, like, you know, Bruce Banner plays a much bigger role than Hulk does. Yeah. And yeah. you see, and Bruce Banner gets a much, gets a lot more of an introduction in the later films. Yes. You get, you get a lot more into Banner as the movies progress. You really don't get. Even though it's an origin film, essentially for the yeah. first one, it's not. You don't get to you don't you don't get enough for it to be really worthy of having having to see it. Yeah, unlike something we're about to get to. Mm-hmm. So soon. The next one, uh, yeah. Again, don't really got to catch Winter Soldier, uh. <laughs> uh, but you do have to catch 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. You absolutely 1000% must catch Guardians of the Galaxy. This is actually, you know, in a weird backwards way, it became one of the more important films to the MCU. Yes. Mm-hmm. And why is that? You know, so, if you could explain it in brief. Okay. So one, we get introduced to a whole new slew of characters that become super important to Infinity War. The reality, yes, yes the relationship, uh, relationship between uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy and the rest of the characters is very, very important and is established firmly in the first one. You also get an Infinity Stone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get the knowledge about the Infinity exactly. Stones. And Thanos is in it. Yes, Thanos is. Thanos makes an appearance in this one. Yeah. You know, that's the I'll do it myself, right? Yeah. Okay. He's there talking to Ronan and all that, like... This is really the kind of the turning point, I would say, in the whole MCU where it is clear that the plot is going to be about the Infinity Stones 100%. Yeah. We've already seen some. We're going to see more. This is where you get that information. Com- completely and totally correct. And uh, this was actually kind of genius on Marvel's part because the Guardians of the Galaxy were by no means a massive, massively popular superhero group prior to this. So putting so much of the overarching plot invested in this film mm-hmm. really brought people to the theaters and made it a favorite, which is great because yeah. it is a great film. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely go catch Guardians. Uh, next, we have our second Avengers film, Age of Ultron. Duncan, do I have to see Age of Ultron? Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of reasons to catch Age of Ultron. As you can tell, I like it when we get introduced to new characters that are important to the scene. And this is where you get Scarlet Witch and our main man, Vision. Yeah. Yeah, who is super, super important uh, to Endgame and to Infinity War. Yeah. You know, or, he you know, literally is carrying around an Infinity Stone yeah, with him at all times. An Infinity Stone lodged in his forehead. This also sets up the fact that the avengers are separated Mm -hmm. like that whole story happens here yes or the seeds are planted yeah you begin to see the rising tensions between captain america and iron man yeah uh you can definitely see yeah and this is definitely an excellent precursor to especially civil war Mm -hmm. um you even get a little sprinklings right before uh other movies like black panther and things like that so yeah yeah super good movie to uh catch super essential now uh duncan next ant-man we decided no no and we know that this is going to rub some people the wrong way but rest assured this is again not this is not having to do with what we think of the movie this doesn't have to do with anything with the quality um though it is not one of my favorite mcu films i enjoyed it yeah i did too it's it's, it's definitely not a bad movie it's it's just peripheral though yeah there are no you get an introduction to scott lang but you get a you get a decently you get a pretty good introduction to him in the in the next movies uh yeah. civil war you get you really don't need that backstory to to contribute to the overarching plot of the mcu his backstory is pretty is very much so to the side. It's a fun story, but it doesn't contribute massively. Not a lot yeah. of impact. The events of this movie do not directly in- contribute to the events of the stuff coming after. Yeah. That being said, though, there's if there's one movie I think on this list that needs to be seen. So here comes Civil War. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Catch Civil War. You've got a lot going on in Civil War. There's a whole bunch. One, you 
this really does the, the seeds that were planted in age of Ultron have fully blossomed in civil war. You, you fully get to see the, the divide. It becomes that, that rift becomes a true divide uh, between Tony Stark and uh, Captain America. Steve Rogers. Yes. You get introductions to new characters. We finally get, um, we get Spider-Man. We get Black Panther. And you get to see um, Ant-Man involve himself with, you get to see Ant-Man involve himself with the Avengers for the first time. Yeah. You know, he's now a part of, integrated into this, into this timeline. So yes, very important film because also the way that Civil War ends is pretty much tied to the way that Infinity War begins. Yeah. You know, so at the end of Civil War, Tony Stark and Captain America are, they're separated and at an Infinity War, that's where it begins. They are still separated. They're not on speaking terms. Um, super important. So, but we've had some things to say about these origin films. You know, some of these you need to see, some of these you don't. Duncan, do we got to see Doctor Strange? We argued, yeah. Yeah. We argued, yeah. And for a couple reasons. One, Doctor Strange, this has more to do with Infinity War. Doctor Strange plays a very, very, very big role in Infinity War. And he's not one of those characters that you can just kind of like plop down outside, like in a film and be like, oh yeah, that's what that guy does. You really got to know the role that he plays. And they really don't describe that very well in Infinity War. They just kind of, he's already established in the role yeah. as, you know, a Sorcerer Supreme. Um, and there's an Infinity Stone. And there's stone. an Infinity War a Stone. Doctor Strange literally carries an Infinity Stone on him. He's like Vision. You yeah. Know, you need to know that he's got one. He plays such a big role in, and not even him, just him, but like the phys, some of the physical locations that we are introduced to in the movie come back in Infinity War in a big way. Yeah. And we both kind of felt that it would probably be a bit confusing that element of it exactly. if you haven't seen Doctor Strange, which is a great movie, by the way. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. Check it out. So, the next one, uh, Guardians 2, another Avenger, another Marvel solo film. We argued you don't got to see Guardians 2. Yeah. Now, you know, obviously there's stuff that, you know, that can be missed. Um, at the beginning of Infinity War, you see that the Guardians is kind of like, you know, they end up, they come into contact with Thor and the Asgardians. Or just Thor, actually. Um, but... Overall, the whole story is very peripheral to the entire plot. Yeah. It's a personal story. It's a personal story. It follows the it, it follows the um, the personal journey of Quill. Yeah, and that has a lot to do with that character, but doesn't necessarily have a lot to do with the Infinity Stones. Yeah, and one could argue that you do miss out on. Quill and Gamora's relationship and the introduction of Mantis. But at the same time, those are little things. Way too little to like make an impact to justify watching the whole movie. In in our opinion. That was our thought process. Exactly. And again, we'll restate this one more time. Nothing to do with the quality of the film. Yeah, I loved Guardians love, too. Like I thought it was awesome. Yeah, but. like it but you you really don't need to see this one. Another interesting one coming up, Spider Man Homecoming. What did we say? We said maybe leaning towards no. 
So the maybe comes in with the relationship, and this was a, this was probably the toughest one for us. On I this think list. it was because so the relationship between Tony Stark and Peter Parker is super super important to Infinity War. Um, that that really pivotal scene at the end of Infinity War between those two is made all the more impactful by having seen Homecoming. Mm-hmm. However, there's nothing really there's. N- you you understand that there's a progression of Peter Parker. He gets new. He gets some new suits. He becomes a lot more responsible. There's a lot of personal development, but no real like Infinity Stone action. No Thanos action. Yeah. If we're going by, what do you need to see that relates to the overarching plot of these movies? This movie doesn't really function in that way. Yeah. It's something else, and also the relationship between. Peter and Iron Man, like, look, we're trying to keep the number of movies low. Yeah, that, and maybe this is we purely function. Maybe we didn't do the best job. Yes. Well, I actually kind of want to talk about that at the end. How many, you know, we we ended up with. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we see their relationship in Civil War. Yes, you and do. again in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And if you're really just trying to go with the smallest amount of movies seen possible and still know what's going on, I don't think you need that stuff in Homecoming, even though it is really good. Exactly. Yeah. So again, love it, but we're trying to make sure that your, that your friends and your family are able to see as many of these movies as short a time as possible. So that way they can get prepped and ready for Endgame and still enjoy it and still have a good time and still know what's going on. And this benefits you too. That way they're not tapping on your shoulder asking who's that, (laughs) who's that, you know, what's that? (laughs) Like where's black Panther? (laughs) Like stuff like that. So yeah, we're going to keep on, we're keep on trucking. (laughs) This one, I think we, uh, this one's capital in capitals. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Yes, <laughs> you, yes, yes. You've got to see Thor it Ragnarok. Liter- the last scene of Thor Ragnarok is the first scene of Infinity War. Like, yeah. it's crucial. Crucial. Because if you don't see it, you're going to be like, where's Mjolnir? Where's Thor's eye? And like, there's so much. Where there. are they? Yeah, exactly. What just happened? What, like, a lot happens in that movie. Mm-hmm. A lot. Involving... Hulk and Thor. I mean, the Thor stuff is more important, honestly, but it's really important because you also find out where where Hulk went. Yes, Civil War. Yeah, you find out where Hulk went because Hulk left. You know, he got on that ship and just like left. He was gone, and he was in that. And that man, that man, straight left. The movie's cool too, so it's not like it's not like we're recommending that you force your friends and family to just like slog through stuff just so they can see a movie. Yeah, like all of this is quality stuff. Oh yeah, I know they're gonna have a good time regardless, especially if they're already interested. All right, Duncan, you ready to get like you ready to get like stuff thrown at us? Okay, this is the most controversial one by far. Yes, you know, and you know we discussed this one at length. And I actually had this argument before, you know, with other people. Yeah. Black Panther, we said no. Yeah. You don't absolutely have to see Black Panther. On the sole perp- reasoning is that the story is peripheral. It does not serve the overarching plot of the Infinity Stones. Now, it does a lot of things. It establishes Wakanda's role in comparison to the rest of the world in the context of, like, how Wakanda relates to the rest of everything. Yes. Yes important but you already do get a really solid introduction of black panther and civil war yeah arguably in i mean we actually talked about the quality of the film a bit 
we're not going to do that now because yeah. this isn't a review. But I actually think that the introduction to him in Civil War is better. Yes. Really, the thing you're missing out on if you don't see Black Panther is the physical location of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were, you were just saying like, oh, Wakanda's relationship to the rest of the world. That doesn't really play a factor. It doesn't matter. The physical location is what matters. And all you have to do is just say, oh, that's Wakanda. That's where Black Panther's from. That's that's the that's country it. Black Panther's that's a king of. That's all you of. need. That's that's it. You you obviously see those characters, but it's not like Mbaku plays any sort of major role in Infinity War. It's not like he yeah. pushes the plot along anyway. Uh, you you miss out on Shuri or Okoye, but again, you see those people in Infinity War do their thing in a much more established and a much more realized version of themselves. Yeah. You see them in action doing what they do best. That's as good of an introduction as you need. Um, again, you and it's not like you don't know that that T'Challa is in charge of Wakanda that's mentioned already. And yeah. everything that you need for Infinity War regarding Black Panther is set up beautifully in Civil War. Yeah. So I think the only details you miss are Shuri. Yes. Being a scientist. Exactly. That's it. She's a scientist, guys. That's that that's it. If if you'll get one question tapped in your shoulder when you're watching Infinity War with your bro and they'll be like, Who's that? Oh, that's sure. She's a scientist. And they'll everybody will be like, Okay, and they're not gonna question anything. Yeah. So yeah, you're good if you don't see Black Panther. But oh, there was a lot of a lot of people that don't watch Marvel movies end up seeing Black Panther. They may have already seen that one. So you never know. Oh man, Duncan. Do I got to see Infinity War? Yes. <laughs> ah, darn. Well, no. The Infinity War rocks. And this is essentially, yeah, you really do have to see this movie. This is literally what Endgame was. Pro- was but this is Avengers Part 1. You're not going to watch Deathly Hallows Part 2 and not see Deathly Hallows Part 1. Yeah. You're not going to see any Part 2 if you don't see Part 1. You if, know, if, if you want to understand it. If we were really going to just boil this down to... Like one movie or two, it would probably just be Avengers, Infinity, Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. Yeah, I mean, if you want like the spark notes, like you Infinity War is like the crucial piece. You need it because that's the. This is now. Think about this. This is an overarching plot. A plot has a has a climax, and Infinity War is it. You know, this is the this is the harshest moment. Thanos has gathered all of those stones that we've been seeing for the last decade, and now yeah. he's got them. And this is what happens. This is what Thanos is capable of. And it leaves the question: What are the Avengers going to do about it? What are they going to do to stop this? This is the peak of this whole of the movie that is the MCU. You absolutely have to see it. And of course, it's a beautiful film. No one's going to be upset watching that movie. My brother has seen it more times than I have. And it is just a magnificent film. Again, quality has nothing to do with it, but you got to see it functionally. It needs to happen. So this is where now there's only two movies in between Infinity War and Endgame. And that leads the question. So this is where we get into weird, unclear territory because yeah. we have not seen Endgame. We don't know exactly what details they're going to pull. Well, you can compare everything before Infinity War to Infinity War, what's essential to that plot. And we know that Infinity War is part one to Endgame. So you can make some reasonable assumptions using that. But with these next two, you don't know exactly what these movies are going to play, how they're going to play into Endgame. Yeah. So we had to make some educated guesses. 
So we're starting off with Ant-Man and we're doing Ant-Man dirty again and we're saying no. This was tough because again, we don't know. It's an inference. But a lot of the reasoning that people say for seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp is that, well, if you look at the end in the post credit scene, Ant-Man and Wasp are chilling in the quantum zone or they're very small. And then uh, Hank Pym and uh, his wife get get snapped out of existence and people always say, well, you got to know how they get out of that, you know, and stuff like that. But if you've seen the end game trailer, you know, that Scott Lang's already out of there. You see, yeah. already see that he's already, he's already a part of the plot. There might be some quantum, there's some quantum mess going on in end game. We don't know. However, because we know that's that, that Ant-Man escaped from this, from being microscopic that situation. That situation, you know, that, you know that he's involved in Avengers, and that being said, you you really don't need to see Ant-Man to know that that happened. You could literally drop him off over at Civil War and just know that he shows up in Endgame again. You don't need to Pretty know that much. he was anywhere else. Yeah. Again, an inference. We don't entirely know, but we're yeah. going to go ahead and see that that's the case. If the, like, we could see Endgame, and it could be the case that the quantum stuff matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, then we might seem a little silly for having said no to this movie, but we don't know yet. Yeah, so just going on what we know, yeah, if you see the trailer to Endgame, which I'm sure you've seen the trailers to Endgame, that already kind of answers your question. Yes. So the next one is Captain Marvel, and we went ahead and said yes because... You kind of need to know what Captain Marvel's about. You saw the post-credits scene in Infinity War. You see that Captain Marvel was summoned specifically by Nick Fury to help out, you know, help the Avengers defeat Thanos. You kind of got to know what Captain Marvel does. You need to know who Captain Marvel is, especially because Captain Marvel is kind of an obscure character. She wasn't on lunchboxes when I was a kid. You need to know what's going on. You... Um, and also that pager, you know, again, not really a spoiler, but that pager that's present at, present in the post credit scene of Infinity War plays a part in Captain Marvel and will un- and is the means of tra- of communication between Fury and Captain Marvel. So. Spoilers? You mean the things we've been discussing literally the whole time? But Captain Marvel's still in theaters. Oh, true. Captain true, Marvel's still in theaters. True. You know, y'all y'all had your chance with Avengers and Civil War. You know, yeah. and, and Infinity War. There's nothing we can do to save you now. But uh, with yes. Captain Marvel, there's really not much. Um, there's not you know there's stuff to spoil. So essentially. I do believe having seen Captain Marvel, you need to see Captain Marvel. I could be wrong, but it would be kind of confusing to see a character show up out of nowhere and is given no introduction. It's not like Civil War where the introduction between uh, Ant-Man, Spider-Man, and Black Panther is all pretty organic. Or 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 Avengers when Incredible Hulk is introduced. They're just going to kind of throw Captain Marvel in there. You kind of got to know what's going on. Yeah. So, out of those 20 movies... Again, there's 20. You really, in, in, in the bearded and nerdy endorsed opinion, you only absolutely have to see 12 of them. That's not, that's, that's a lot, that's a lot lower than 20, you know? So if you're looking, it's not, it's, it's a little bit more than half and that's 12 movies is still a lot, especially because these movies are normally like to chill out in the two hour zone. Yeah. And Infinity War, I think, uh, jumps up to three ish. Almost. Like it's it's a lot of movie, but it's less than twenty. So again, 
to restate our thesis like we you do at the very end of your your mm -hmm. your academic journals and your papers if you are going to this list serves as a means of providing you uh, with exactly which movies you need to see if you want to see Endgame and you have not seen the Marvel movies or you've seen very few of them. Yeah. This is for your friends that are like, I really want to see Endgame, but I don't want to watch all those movies. Maybe I just wait it out. Just watch over half of them. Yeah, just watch. These are the movies you, you, you absolutely need to see and without getting too confused. One thing I wanted to say about that is, okay, so yes, we, yeah, no, yeah, we've earlier. narrowed it down. But we still have, when we narrowed it down, we were talking yesterday, and it was like, okay, yes, no, maybe, whatever. And then I asked, so how many is that? And it was like 12. Mm -hmm. That's still more than half. And I know that there might be people who see that and they think, well, that's ridiculous. I'm trying to get, you know, the bare bones. That's still too many. But here's the thing. This story is complicated. It is incredibly it's complicated. It's really complicated. It's actually kind of amazing how complicated they've made it given what they started with. Really. And so this isn't just something you can jump into. I would almost say it's like saying, well, I want to watch the last season of Game of Thrones. What do I need to catch up with? Well, a lot because it's complicated. So if the 12 movies out of 20 still seems like a lot, just understand that... This isn't a super simple story. There's tons of moving parts, and we tried to capture that as best we could. Exactly. You know, and um, we benefit from having been fans from a very young age and being able to see these movies. These movies aren't hard for us to watch. It goes down like water. We've seen them all. You know, so watching them as they come out is pretty easy for us. Um, so anybody, to anybody that's yet to see this, this can be pretty overwhelming. But again, the story is really complicated. You know, you don't like that's why whenever you would go um, into your English class and you didn't read the chapter of the Odyssey you're supposed to read and you tried to get the cliff notes, but it still didn't quite work out for you. It's like that. You know, it's a really complicated ser series of movies. And they're, that's the thing. These movies are not commercially successful for no reason. They take really complicated stories or a, a single really complicated story and they make it digestible for mass audiences yes you know sort of like comic books sort do. of like yeah how about that yeah of course the guys that direct these movies are fans you yeah know? you can tell that yeah like those easter eggs in there you know that's that's because they know their stuff they do their homework and yeah. I think it's really important that Russo brothers did an amazing job, you know, taking elements from certain comic books mm -hmm. and, you know, making them relate or picking the most, I think the most relatable versions of these characters, you know, because yeah. Captain America has been written thousands of times, which version of Captain America do the audiences want to see? And they did a really good job of that. Yeah. So when you come, when you come into this again, we didn't base this off of the movies that we liked the most. If you only watch these 12, you're going to miss out on some of our favorite movies, you mm -hmm. know? But again, you're just trying to get prepped right before Endgame. You've got, my God, we've got a little less, more than a month now, like a yeah. month and like six days. You've got to, you've got to ca start catching up. That's all right. That's like, you know, that's two or three movies a weekend. And that, if you watch two or three movies a weekend, you'll be good to go. Or marathon that stuff. Yeah. You'll, you'll be set up. So, yeah, so when you are taking your, your friends or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mom to, to an endgame, you know, because it's going to be such a big deal, and now you have an, a list. And, of course, watch these movies with them. 
It's going to be really good to catch yeah. up. There's things when Duncan and I were doing research for this topic and for the last topic, there were things we straight forgot. Yeah. Yeah. We completely forgot so many details and now we're caught up. And now I feel like we benefited from this podcast because now I'm even more ready for Endgame than I was before. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all good to go. We're just trying to get you on the same boat. So yeah. Having I think, said that, I think we're I think done here. Good. I think we rounded it out. All right. Good work. All right. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time. Peace.